Dream Warriors, thank you for joining me. Welcome to episode 108, and today we're talking the Bumblebee movie. And look, hey, perfect timing. It's a toy that's a movie, and we got Christmas down the road. So let's just hit that music and get to it. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I am Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, your host, your bro, your dude, your pop culture geek fanatic. I am obsessive about this. Even though I don't totally subscribe to geek culture, uh, I do love it. And, uh, you know, we've gotten into details about that before, but uh, I will not this time. But, yeah, uh, if you're new to Dream Warriors, thank you and welcome. Uh, we, we have a couple things happening uh, around me within the Dream Warrior studio. We have uh, coffee brewing, and we, and we have Dallas uh, scaling his cat tower, the, the Dallas Tower. Dallas is, is my cat, so uh, if you hear some background noises, that, that's that's what's happening. But yeah, so Dream Warriors is, is uh, focused on long-form conversation. Comics, TV, streaming, movies, uh, now wrestling, now... NFL, the NFL episodes have a little bit uh, slower of a rollout, but in all, we are critical of the cynicism that is plaguing uh, pop culture uh, review and criticism right now. And by that, I mean that uh, everything is is lean. It leans negative. And I'm not saying I love everything. There's things I do not like. There's things uh that stick out to me that are like you know like sore spots or like sore thumbs because i'm human you know like that i have emotional attachments to things so like sequels can still be disappointing to me or spin-offs and you know bumblebee is subject to that but uh i try and focus on the intent and what really is happening within uh the content uh how are we moving through the story uh where am i as a viewer as an audience member uh how am i connected to it and where what am i supposed to be feeling at particular times and what do i expect now these thoughts these ideas i am sorry but they are kind of gone from the from the review lexicon um I feel like Dream Warriors is somewhat the Alamo uh, when it comes to this type of standard in review and criticism. But with that being said, look, uh, Dream Warriors has been chugging along. Uh, we do multiple episodes a week. We're rocking and rolling, uh, you know, but we do need your support. And part, there's all kinds of interesting and fun ways to support Dream Warriors. One of those ways is you can find me on social media. At AKA Pad on Snapchat and Twitter, uh, and on Snapchat I do um, like I kind of do like one theme a day, and I try and make it like an inspirational theme where like I show people things, uh, you know, bring them closer into my life. Now sometimes I do skip a day, uh, especially around the like the holidays. I'm trying to get a little bit more consistent with planning out what I'm doing on on Snapchat, but it's it is work and it, and it does take time. But uh, hey, and sometimes they're like 30, 30 minute threads of me just going and talking. So if, if you're really interested in why I do particular things, um, what my approaches are, uh, I don't do like politics or get into any, any, any of that nonsense. It's strictly uh, self-empowerment, self-improvement. And that's just on my Snapchat. My Twitter, it's just it's, it's a lot of thoughts on, on what's happening uh, within pop culture, around the world, uh, commentary. Uh, I retweet so, some of my boys. So 
we have that and then aka pad 13 on facebook and instagram and if you're into artwork you want to kind of focus on those too because i do put out a lot of drawing a lot of content i'm doing almost like my entire work history uh and I, i'm talking i'm going back to like senior year freshman year junior year of high school uh if you want to see what peter was doing in middle school you know why he wasn't talking to girls what he chose to do instead of uh go through puberty uh check those out and then uh there's money okay i need your money dream warriors need your money my contributors need your money because when, when we have people here like mark john mark my sister my sister heather shout out to heather uh you know like i would like to have pizzas or food or or um you know make it comfortable for them make, incentivize them to make their trip here and i need money for that and you know there's other equipment coffee's done so it's it's clear uh you know that we're trying to make this show more just trying to make it bigger trying to make it the, the biggest thing in philly because that's where we're located we're located in center city philadelphia uh you know so if you're listening on SoundCloud, there's a link for um, help fund this show, and you can you can go to Patreon, make a donation, or you can go to akapad.com and you know use the PayPal donation button. If that and if you need creative services, you can just find me on Etsy uh, at slash akapad, and you can purchase creative services uh, direct through Etsy, and you engage with me uh, along the way, and you now I almost become a hired gun for you. Uh, it, now, and I say almost, that's exactly what happens, but look, with promos aside, uh, <laughs> the promos is, is a tough thing to do, because it took me forever to get into a rhythm of... Um, like doing good promos <laughs> to memorizing like how i had to do the promos uh what i had to talk about uh even the importance of of, of promos uh yeah it took me a little bit of time and uh, but regardless i'm i i think i'm getting better so i need some of you to to, to let me know that uh am i getting better with my promos i don't know yet so and Another quick side note. So the the last few recordings have been somewhat plagued with uh, audio issues. Uh, this one is sounding and looking perfect. And th- and I say by looking because as I'm talking to all of you, uh, I'm looking at my soundbar and I can tell the the, the quality of the audio um, just from the sound wave alone. And it's uh, it's looking pretty tight right now, kids. So, but yeah. So we're talking Bumblebee and. Look, one of the through lines for all the Dream Warriors is my love. I would say love, you know, because even at this point, leading into this recording, I pretty much caught up on uh, Transformers 1, the Michael Bay movie. Uh, the one, you know, people will say that's like the best one of his five. And if we do not know about the, the thread of movies that kind of led into Bumblebee, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that real quick. But essentially, if you're new to the Transformers game, it's not that complicated. Transformers is a intergalactic war that kind of spans uh, tens of thousands of years uh, on the alien world Cybertron. Now, during this war, um, here's here's the funny thing, and and you don't really get too much of this take, but um, the bad guys win. The, they're called the Decepticons. 
the Autobots flee. They they flee. Uh, they're almost like pilgrim uh, pilgrims. You know, they're they're fleeing into a new world. Uh, they're fleeing for salvation and freedom, and they they all jump aboard this thing called the Ark. It's just a spaceship, and the Ark uh, just you know gets lost in space and crashes on Earth. And then through like uh, you know, and it's it's pre-Earth. It's like prehistoric. It's 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 all this stuff. So you know, time evolves, things happen, uh, society spurs up. You know, humans become prevalent on Earth, uh, creating technology, fighting wars, and the robots emerge in real time. And in that real time, it was 1984. So to um, to hide among humanity uh because again they're greatly outnumbered okay see again too like all the bots are um you know they're they're almost like the victims and then and then they're like uh you know like a fish out of water uh to assimilate they uh they transform into vehicles uh just so they can kind of like study uh our, our habits and make friends and that's that's your plot of transformers and the Decepticons uh, have to get back to Cybertron and do all these things, and they're looking for this thing called Energon, and Energon is their power source. Uh, they're led by Megatron. <laughs> it's so ridiculous just repeating some of this stuff. So the good guys have Optimus Prime, and the bad guys have Megatron, and there we go. So the, just thousands and thousands and thousands of you intergalactic war uh, finds its way onto Earth in modern day. Uh, through like a huge hibernation period. Now, millions of years pass between the Transformers crash landing on Earth, <laughs> okay, and uh, 1984 within like the the original lore, the original mythology. Now, the goofy thing though is like it's almost like a day went by back on Cybertron. Uh, Cybertron is now run by Soundwave, okay, uh, not Soundwave, uh, Shockwave. Okay, Shockwave is just, he's a purple gun guy with like a cycloptic eye. Megatron is just a silver uh, dude. That kind of, he's just a silver gun, but he's evil. He's more bad. And so we have Shockwave, you know, runs, Mega, uh, runs Cybertron. He's, he's almost like the, the, the Decepticon home leader. So, but it, it's it's not like millions of years have went by, you know, because the, the, there's some Autobot resistance still aren't Cybertron. <laughs> so, well, whatever, okay? We don't really address it that way. So, the Bumblebee movie seeks to condense this, everything I just told you, and realign the mythology um, that the Michael Bay movies people think have uh, ignored uh, from the source material. Now, if you don't know who Michael Bay is, uh, if you've seen a video from the 90s or a Victoria's Secret commercial, uh, you are looking at his, uh, you're seeing his look, his aesthetic. And his aesthetic is, it's, it's just sexy. He shoots sexy, uh, he shoots in slow motion, uh, he highlights action in fantastic ways. Uh, probably the best uh, action film director ever. Uh, and he's made some hardcore awesome movies. We're talking Bad Boys 1 and 2, The Rock, Armageddon. Uh, you know, hey, Pearl Harbor's not bad. I'm sorry, but Pearl Harbor is a good period movie. He did, um, not 13 Soldiers, he did um, uh, the, um, the Benghazi movie. 
13th. Oh, I'm forgetting the, the name of that. Uh, Pain and Gain. Another good movie. He, so he's drifted uh, like outside of his core, which is action. And he's done, you know, like historical content. He's, he's done historical, um, you know, like we'll call it like historical fiction. And, you know, so with, with that being said, uh yeah <laughs> the guy's talented i think he's he's one of the the all-time best um money wise he is uh he's second to spielberg when it comes to uh money in for a filmmaker that's right more than james cameron who's had the biggest movie twice and more than peter jackson who made the lord of the ring movies um michael bay is a facilitator of ideas and talent and imagination he is that first. He is no different than a Walt Disney. Uh, but people like to criticize Michael Bay because they think he is simple. They think his content is meant for teenagers. And they, you know, they're like, uh, they get on their high horse and they're like, oh, this is dumb. This is stupid stuff. Uh, I'm a film critic. I'm a, a cinephile. I'm, I'm an intelligent, educated moviegoer. I can't like this. I have to pick it apart. And if that's your intent, like as just an audience member, when you sit down to watch anything, um, your like your opinion is already biased. Your your opinion is already invalid. You you've taken yourself out of the game. And I'm sorry, but it, it's harder for you to discuss things with someone like me because uh, I believe. If you don't understand uh, storytelling and the arc of, of a movie, and, and again, like where you are as an audience member, as something like a movie marches on, um, you're you're not much of a of, of a moviegoer. You're actually just there to uh, like destroy something. And look, I'm not saying the Michael Bay Transformer movies are perfect, um, but then again, what movie is? Uh, I'm not saying that they they don't have uh, issues. But at the same time, uh, I think they're so well that uh, they're what makes them great uh, easily smashes down any issue. And uh, if you can't just sit down and have a good time and watch and, uh, you know, probably some of the best shot military um, actions and setups and, and, you know, like really nice wide angle, like air cave carriers and, you know, like everything you might like about how um, the opening credits of Top Gun was shot. Uh, it's you know like you we have those we have uh, amazingly attractive women we have awesome cars and then we have some great um, probably the best robot action uh, we'll ever have in cinema uh, and you know Bumblebee kind of gets lumped in with that because Bumblebee's robot action is quite calm it's calm compared to Michael Bay which is funny because you know these these fight scenes are constructed inside the computer. And it doesn't cost any more money to, you know, set something around a destroyed Chicago, like in Michael Bay's uh, Dark in the Moon, versus a, um, I don't know, like a, a South California water park thing, which is what we had in Bumblebee. And it's just like, you, like you see these comparisons, and you're just like, wow, like one's kind of, uh, like one doesn't feel, um, threatening and but one does because uh always in these like transformer the the michael bay stuff uh you were we're, the, we're dealing with multiple robots on screen at one time it's um you know it's a lot to keep track of but there is a a feeling of war and battle okay of of struggle and loss and 
you know michael bay kind of he very much popularized the the violent uh we'll call it like the violent transformer the transformer that decapitates or rips faces off of um their opponents a um a savagery you know the the savage formers maybe we'll coin that term here uh you know and and there, there was definitely a style uh, a combative style of how he um unfolded some of these scenes okay and uh i think the franchise is is for the better now the other contribution within the michael bay ever uh is some again too it's it's very commonly ignored and it's ignored because we're dealing with dynamic concepts and bigger thoughts and this is that he he redefined um the lore of the beginning okay so everything i told you at the beginning of this podcast we don't do that anymore see um you know the autobots still flee cybertron in their moment of loss and but now it becomes a uh like a a a kid's a kid's first car story uh a kid's story of acceptance um you know we got this the same with wiki uh in transformers one the the charlotte lebeau the buff one with megan the incredible megan fox uh you know we, we have a a distraughton a um an out of sync teenager that's just not fitting in and bumblebee becomes the first car okay and bumblebee is almost like uh self-improvement self-empowerment it uh it's like an avatar um bumblebee ushers change in, in this person's life making them discover more about themselves making them more sure now this thought does not resonate in both movies okay it doesn't but it's there and we kind of know what's happening and it's fun to watch period it's just fun to watch okay it's fun to watch uh teenagers just being like i don't know like kids and messing up and working jobs and and just trying to figure things out like i still love in transformers one that same with wiki is a ebay (laughs) seller like trying to make money like just trying to hustle trying to do whatever it takes i i really do like that uh, about that movie uh but yeah so bumblebee kind of comes in and we we reintroduce the trope we introduce now this this new mythology where a teenage girl gets the, the car okay now we have a whole setup we have a setup to how bumblebee ends up on earth bumblebee's supposed to protect earth for an autobot base which kind of does not make a, um, very much sense knowing that the uh, destruction that uh, has brought on Cybertron. I don't know why Optimus Prime would want to do that here, like on Earth. Um, the idea is that the, the Autobots flee Cybertron and hide amongst us from Decepticons. Okay, and the, 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 but the Decepticons still discover Earth uh, and they start mining it for energon, and the Autobots have to stop them from, like, you know, like, strip mining Earth. That's kind of, like, what the plot should be, but we don't have it here. We have um, the, the the Decepticons looking for Optimus. They're looking for Bumblebee, because Bumblebee might know about Optimus, and the Decepticons are hunting the Autobots down around the galaxy looking for Optimus Prime. Now, at the end of the movie, we have our Optimus Prime Bumblebee-like shot. 
uh, now keep in mind this movie is a period piece because uh, we we did go back to form I think Travis Knight he's your director he directed um, Kobo and the seven seven string some stop and go animated movie that people just gush over it doesn't even appeal to me I really don't even feel like watching it I'm sorry it's really tough for me to watch any animated thing now this is why I excuse me I don't even care about the um the the, the spider-verse movie uh, whatever okay um that that can just go so look uh, i'm saying i love these things <laughs> i'm saying that um uh you know like i have an appreciation for geek culture but there's just things that uh, as a grown man as a grown adult that they just don't appeal to me not saying i can't sit down and enjoy them I'll just, I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to do something else with that time because anyone that knows, anyone that follows me on Dream Warriors uh, through my YouTube and through social media, uh, yeah, I'm very particular with time management, okay? I, I deeply respect time management. And yes, uh, look, I'm talking to you at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. And uh, even last night, like, I um, I use my Monday nights to do nothing. I have to do nothing on my Monday nights. I don't even do any recording because it, it is my Peter time. It's my decompression time. It's my time for wrestling, for football, for reading. Uh, so it's a very um, expansive night for me. And, you know, I catch up on my sleep and, and things like that. So, look. If I'm going to go out of my way, it's going to be for Bumblebee. It's going to be for Aquaman. It's not going to be for, like, the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, I do apologize for anyone. But if Mark does want to come in and, and sit down with me and tell me about that movie and maybe even try and sell me and you listening on it, uh, he's more than welcome. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do not shut down ideas or possibilities amongst the, this atmosphere that I built for Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors accepts all, okay? Because I don't know, and I could be wrong. Uh, will I give my give myself an opportunity to be proven wrong? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, again, um, th this is a part of the audio log, like Pete's life version of this show and the and the life of my contributors. This is why it's important for a lot of people. So. But with that being said, so the plot for the Bumblebee movie kind of just marches on. And um, for some reason, okay, uh, Travis Knight put out this idea that they were going to take Transformers like back to form and put in 1984. Making this a period movie is just a weird bad idea because we, we're kind of seeing in Wonder Woman, like 1984, some of the stuff coming out about that. It's like, what are we doing? Like, um, is the next one going to be in the 90s? Why is it 1984? Because then we have things, we have two future versions of Wonder Woman now. Like, you know, uh, what bookended Wonder Woman and what the Wonder Woman that we saw in Batman vs. Superman, I'm sorry, 3 in BVS and the Wonder Woman in Justice League and now we're putting Wonder Woman in 1984 and now like we have three movies where things are not being mentioned that we're going to see in 1984 that we know are going to be significant events it makes it confusing now this was the same problem that Fox got into with the X-Men franchise I do feel uh, Paramount DreamWorks Hasbro okay all spark pictures that's who's uh, made this uh, all spark pictures is using the x-men fox the fox 
X-Men First Class um, path, which is with First Class, they put it in the 60s and they said, look, we're just going to do another X-Men movie. We want to do it like this. And here's all new people. Perfect. Like, great. Okay. And that movie was great. Okay. But it's also a good movie. And then they they took the gimmick into the 80s, you know, or like into the 70s with X-Men Days of Future Past. And you're just like, oh my God. And even in just parts of that movie that are a stretch. Okay, because 10 years have passed or whatever, eight or nine years, something like that. And it really breaks um, by the time you get to X-Men Apocalypse that takes place in the 80s. Because we have like 30 years of X-Men continuity and we have no X-Men team. The X-Men team is not formed at all. They, they, come, they come together, they do something in first class, but then they, they disband. And then they're in shambles. There, there's no team at all in the, the the present continuity. In the present continuity, there's no X-Men in the 70s and Days of Future Past. And then we hit the 90s, and still there's no X-Men. We have to have a different group now come together, fight Apocalypse. And then at the very end of that movie, we have a hint of a X-Men team, which is like right before the credits roll. Uh, we it's a problem now. What are we doing with the, with this Bumblebee thread? Because it's embedded in Michael Bay lore. It's embedded in what Michael Bay built around the franchise. Um, they opened this movie with Bumblebee talking. Okay, and now like this is another contribution of Michael Bay that people are ignoring. There's the mute Bumblebee for whatever reason is is now a official thing. They had a way to get out of it. The Bumblebee's talking in the beginning of this movie, and they have a whole scene. They have a whole scene uh, on Earth that explains Bumblebee's voice box. Okay, and then like he has like a loss of memory, which is really not how computers work at all. <laughs> okay, like I'm just uh, I'm just so sorry. They do not. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't make any sense. But it's a. I get it. You gotta do something with the story. I'll ignore it. Uh, and then, like the mute bumblebee is a thing. It's a thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So Michael Bay has permanently changed the lore and the mythology of the beginning, the beginning of the Transformers franchise. Uh, like just as a story element. So this means like all animated series, future movies, everything's going to begin like this moving forward. Now, down the road, I see maybe another character other than Bumblebee going through this, but I view a a younger, uh, like a younger-esque, like a, a teenage Transformer bonding with a teenage human for their first car, okay? And Bumblebee somewhat portrayed as naive uh, especially in this movie because he uh, bingo he has amnesia bumblebee has amnesia in uh, almost the entire movie now along the way we have um you know we have the human elements are always a problem john cena's in this movie uh everything he does is great uh he, he is part deadpool in this movie he he addresses things as they're happening, as it like, as if he's the audience, and it's like, okay, like we're trusting these guys. They're called Decepticons. Like that's not a red flag for you people. Um, it's it's great, okay. And this movie combines all these fun elements. It actually combines like the best of ET, uh, Super uh, Main of Steel, Superman Main of Steel, 
of um, you know we, maybe we have to collaborate with these invaders so we can get them off of Earth. Um, interesting concepts. Now, I'm not really knocking the action. Robot action is robot action. It's great. Uh, there's a there's two flashbacks. The movie begins a somewhat flashback with the um, generation one. We call them the the original updated versions of the transformer designs are in this movie so we have uh transformers proper you might want to call but we still have bay formers and we have bay tropes and we have origins and there's no mention of the allspark at all in this movie which is surprising because the allspark is what drove um everything in the first transformers movie uh, it's the opening narration for transformers one and it's a incredible narration it sets it all up so there, there's there's these things i just completely ignored the movie does not match up with the with the previous films it is a solely different thread so let it be that i don't really care um but what where i felt a little bit disconnected in this is again the human element the human side uh not great the girl's angst isn't quite there the love interest isn't quite there but they're trying to kind of do Bay-like characters, but toned down. See, the Bay characters work because they're so over the top. It's almost like Kabuki theater. These characters are making faces, throwing their arms up in the air, and you know what's happening with no volume on. That's the miracle of the of the of the of the Michael Bay storytelling for the Transformer movies, not all of his movies. But you know the tone with no sound on. You know what's happening. So, like, would I recommend this movie? It's kind of weird because as an audience member, I didn't know where I stood for a chunk of this movie. I really didn't know how I should be feeling, what I should be anxious for. Now, this movie is geared definitely younger. It's geared more fun. It probably has the best soundtrack I've, I've heard in the movie, and maybe since Guardians of the Galaxy 2. They really spent money on 80s licensed, licensed tunes. Does the movie feel like it's in the 80s? No. Okay, so th it's a complete failure on that. Um, period piece movies is becoming harder and harder. The reason for this, th there is a reason. Because uh, culture right now is nostalgic and throwback and vintage. So we're constantly surrounding by new and old at the same time, even when, like when you walk down the street, okay? It, and it's, it's, we do not live in a stampable era, if that makes any sense. And doing uh, throwback movies where they're set in a setting for nostalgic purposes, it doesn't come through because we're already surrounded through, uh, by so much nostalgia. So it, it's harder. But at the same time, from a filmmaking standpoint, no, I thought it was as effective as the, the 90s were in X-Men Apocalypse. Just didn't feel it. Uh, or the 80s. Like, just didn't feel it. Now, X-Men Apocalypse definitely should have had some more 80s tunes. But d these two movies suffer the same exact fate. They both take place in the 80s. Wonder Woman, 1984. You're lined up for the same challenges. And again, I'm interested to see how those are solved. Or if they're solved at all. But look, everyone, uh, I I want to go. Um, Bumblebee is a it's 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 a good Transformers movie. It's a Transformers movie worth watching. Okay, uh, I don't know if it's meant for adults or children or both. Uh, I assume both, 
but I don't think it has enough of the Generation 1 stuff. Uh, it doesn't go hard enough with with that. It, um, no Megatron. Megatron's not in this movie. WTF. <laughs> Why don't we have Megatron in the Transformers movie? Um, and it, it is odd that Bumblebee has become the face of the franchise. And this, this movie should, just should have been called Optimus Prime. Or Prime. Like, Prime Time. They should have just called this movie Prime Time. Get Deion Sanders to make a song for this movie. But look, uh, check it out. Okay? Uh, I'm, I need to let this movie sit for a little bit. But uh, I kind of do want to do a follow-up episode uh, where I kind of do um, the, the five Michael Bay movies leading into this. Uh, because that is like, I can go on for like 30, 45 minutes and that alone. But look, everyone, Dream Warriors, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you all. I am recommending for you to see Bumblebee because I think it has more good than bad. Uh, and it is fun. Uh, the, the human melodrama from the girl perspective is, is give and take. Um, do I wish that the, that the girl was like Megan Fox? Yes. Okay. This movie needed a Megan Fox. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble just for saying that, but look, I love you. Rock and roll. We have Cinemas coming up with Christmas Chronicles. And then I'm going to do that episode and update everyone on the movies we're going to be doing for Cinemas and breaking down the flow of the next few Dream Warriors. Because this Sunday, too, we have WWE's TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. And there's already matches for that that I'm pumped up for. And the WWE stuff trends on Dream Warrior. So we're just going to keep going with it. Um, But with that, I love you. Rock and roll. And until next time, dream on.